All right, I'm going to just say it. Truth is, they don't know what's really going on with COVID, y'all. I know. You're not supposed to say that. All of the people over there, I ain't going to say the name, but y'all know it is three letters. They telling y'all what's going on in these streets. They don't know. I'm tired of it. I don't want to hear from anybody else. I don't care if you're a doctor. I don't care. You don't know. That's the truth. Every time I turn on something, it's something different. Watch tomorrow. They're going to be like, yo, the CDC said all you got to do is quarantine for three hours and you're good. Don't worry about it. You're going to get down to three hours. What's next? Hell no. At this point, they need to just be like, yo, y'all tell us what's going on. If you feel like you got it, just tell us how you feel. Tell us if you gave it to your spouse, how long did it take? Like, ask us. We're in the field. It's the coach not wanting to ask the players the questions. They don't know. Somebody always calling me, telling me, yo, you got the antibodies now. You good for 90. How you know that? In three days, they're going to say you got the antibodies and you good for two hours. We don't know. It keep changing. How you supposed to know? Tell you that to tell you. Stop playing with people and stop listening to everything. This whole COVID situation has made me realize how nasty we have always been. Just touching, touching, touching. I'm done being touched. <laughs> okay, how deep something is. I will not be touched. That's it. Because the truth is, they're going to tell you one thing today, and it's going to be another story tomorrow. That's exactly how most of your New Year's resolutions go. But happy 2022. Welcome to In The Moment. I'm in the moment. Stay in the moment. Yeah. There's a moment in everything, and everything is a moment. I talk about the comedy in it all. This is your first time. Welcome to the funniest podcast you have never heard. I'm your new favorite comedian, Mo Mitch, or your money back. Shout out to all my regular listeners and my new listeners. Episode 97. Feels different in here. I haven't done a solo podcast in a while. I just realized that. Friends are not here. If you've been listening in recent weeks. I had Katie and Romeo join me on the podcast. Shout out to them. You guys seem to have really enjoyed those episodes, so I'm going to be bringing them back all the time, a lot more often, because it was great. I was having fun. Chemistry was good. It was a great time. And like I said, y'all seem to enjoy it. The numbers are up. So shout out to y'all for listening, for tuning in. I appreciate it. A lot of people here on a weekly basis. And it's a blessing, man. And shout out to the day ones, too. Because when you've been doing podcasting for a while, you realize that people are going to come and go. But there's a pocket of people who are going to stay and ride with you through it all because they enjoy this hour with you that much. And y'all are certainly appreciated. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> shout out to everybody who did anything with a caption that said, New Year, New Me. <laughs> I never liked y'all. <laughs> New year, new me. Nothing's going to change. Nothing. Mad people be like, yo, it's a new year. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. January 3rd comes. You're not doing any of that. Stop. You go through this every year. Y'all crowding the hell out the gyms until February. Stop. Nothing changed because a ball dropped in New York City. I don't believe you. Your resolution should come in like April. Then I'll be like, yo, this person is focused. When somebody said they're going to start something in April. But if you told me you want to start something in January, I'm not listening to you. You're a liar. So keep your resolutions to yourself and your hands. 
because Omarion is out here dancing. <laughs> Omarion's talking about he's not a virus. Yes, you are. What are you talking about? That's what we're calling this strain forever. It's the Omarion. I ain't going to lie. I'm not supposed to say this. But in a weird way, I think some of us are somewhat taking this whole COVID thing like how a gang would. Here's what I mean. Sometime in gangs, right? Your initiation is so crazy. Or even in fraternity sometimes. Sorority, same thing. Your initiation is different. So you looking at the others like, please, are you kidding me? You ain't us. Not nearly as tough as us. And I feel like there's some people who had COVID-19 that are looking at y'all catching the Omarion. Like, really? <laughs> I know. I know I'm not supposed to say that. But I'm just saying. If you had 19 and you felt that and you see this little Omarion cough, that people got, you don't think you feel like, stop. Fam, I was shaking on the ground. Couldn't feel anything. Couldn't taste anything. I thought I was going to die. Like, I just, it's a little different. It's like a, so you ain't part of this gang. All right, that's enough. <laughs> but it's definitely one of the many, many, many things I'm going to address at my comedy show at City Winery on January 15th. If you're in Atlanta, get them tickets. I promise you it's going down. I'm going all the way. I plan on having a ton of fun. It's going to be a great show. We're going to have some special guests in the building. I'm really excited about this one. It's been, it's been a while since I've been on stage, and I just have a lot to talk about. Got a lot to address, a lot to get to, and those have probably become my favorite moments in life at this point, or at least my favorite moments in entertainment for sure, is being up there on stage talking to y'all. So I know Marion is out here, but you can mask up and be safe. We can have a good time. Everybody needs a laugh. So if you're in town, January 15th, City Winery, it's lit. I promise you it'll be worth it. Bring your friends. Bring your lover. No matter who you bring, I'm going to make fun of them. So just bring whoever you want, and let's turn up. Also, the 100th episode is coming up. I need some ideas about what I should do for my 100th episode. So if you have any ideas, if it's something you want to see, I was going to do a live recording, but... I don't know, this might be too close to my show, which bringing so many people together, I don't know if I want to do that. Had the show not already been in place for so long, I don't know if I would have even done this. So I don't know if I'm going to do the live thing anymore, but I still want to think of some things I can do to celebrate the pod on the 100th episode. I really didn't think I would ever even be here saying I would have a 100th episode. So I want to do something. If y'all got any ideas, let me know. Other than that, let's get to it. If you're a normal Listener on the pod, today is going to be a little bit different of a format on this episode. Since it's the new year, I'm going to bring the year in the right way. I think I'll have my friends with me next week. But for this week, I want to take this time to give y'all 10 things that I feel like I genuinely learned and understood last year that I truly believe is going to help me be that much better this year. I think um, in life, it's important to constantly evolve, evaluate yourself, and better yourself. And these have been some rough times, unprecedented times <laughs> for a lot of us. And so the only good thing sometimes that comes with struggle and with pain is growth and strength. And so a lot of these things I feel like I learned in the last year of my life were valuable. And I think they'll be a major part and me attempting to get to the next level as a person this year. So I'm going to give you all 10 things that I've learned 
that I feel like you can apply to your life that might help you be even better in 2022. Let's get to it. Who's next? Number one, forgive yourself for not knowing then what you know now. It's a Maya Angelou quote, and it's a great one. A lot of times I beat myself up pretty much for making mistakes. A lot of us do that. You look back on some things you've done and you're like, why the hell would I have done that? Why would I have said that? I could have done better with that in that moment. And you beat yourself up for it, but you didn't know. Because sometimes you got to make that mistake in order to learn that lesson. That's wasted energy to me. To sit around thinking about how you could have operated differently in something that's already happened. And it's final. It's done. I think there's some significance in the fact that the word mistakes starts with miss. And that's also what the names of all of my favorite teachers started with. Miss. That's where you learn. It's in the mistakes. It's just like the word goodbye. I see the significance in that as well. A lot of times we cry over a goodbye when the first part of the word is good. I've talked about that on my podcast previously. It's called goodbye. There's a reason. Most of those byes are good. Not the final ones, of course, but some of them. Within relationships, within friendships, as hard as it may be to let some people go, you eventually learn that, wow, you know what? That hurt, but that was a goodbye. I think about the quote that I remember hearing one time that said, what broke my heart fixed my vision. And I think that's real. A lot of times, there's clarity that comes with pain. And you're supposed to be on this journey that you're on. You're supposed to make a lot of these mistakes you make. You're human. You got to make decisions. There's no way to play it safe and not get into the fight. So when you get into the fight, there's a chance you're going to get punched. That's how this game goes. But you roll with those punches, which is on this list as well. But I think that is valid as far as what I've learned. One of the things I've learned last year that I'm going to apply to this year. It happened. Let it go. Be kind to yourself. I know a lot of people who are very good at being kind to other people, not so great at being kind to themselves. That's wild. I know because I was once that way. For some reason, I could forgive somebody else. I could give someone else another chance. I could expect less from someone else, but I couldn't do it with myself. Expect perfection from myself. And when I don't get that, I'm disappointed in myself. And I'm beating myself up more than anyone else possibly could. Fam, if you wouldn't spend that kind of energy beating up somebody else, why in the hell would you spend that kind of energy beating up yourself? Jason Derulo was fighting other people. He wasn't fighting himself. He never seen a boxer get in the ring and beat his own ass. I think Jim Carrey the only one ever to do that. That's not a thing. Nah, the professor did it too in Money Heist. <laughs> Some of y'all know. That's it though. Outside of the professor and Jim Carrey, no one beats their own ass. That just doesn't make any sense. So stop beating yourself up. Let your mistakes go. Utilize those lessons to get better in the future. That's number one. Who's next? Number two, some of your friends are not your friends. I know. That's hard for a lot of people to hear. It's tough. I know a lot of people who swear they got 40 friends. Yo, how many best friends you got? Yo, it's Jared, John, Amy, Chris. Yo, fam. <laughs> if you got 25 best friends, something ain't right. That's not a thing. Now, I'm not saying everybody doesn't love you or everybody doesn't care about you, but I can guarantee you that there are quote-unquote friends in your life that's not really your friends. A lot of people are in your life because it's beneficial for them to be in your life. And the moment that it's not, you're going to find out what they really mean to you. Some of y'all got friends because you up. But the moment you down, you're going to find out what they really mean to you. Some people in your life really want to see you do well and succeed and shine until you're doing better than them. And all of a sudden, not so much. That's just a reality. And today in the studio, I was talking to Bird Off Air. And I told him that 
I feel like one of the really unique things about his personality is I feel like he is completely himself in every room. And more specifically is I believe there is something to what our producer Tommy was saying today. And I can't word it like he did, but he worded it perfectly. But it basically was like Tommy was trying to explain to Burke that you got to understand that you're going to get a different mo on every platform that he's on because it's a little bit different when you got a black guy in a room full of black people and you got a black guy in a room full of white people. And Tommy's like, yo, it's the same thing with me. If I'm in a room full of black people, I'm going to talk a little differently. I'm going to be a little different than if I'm in a room full of white people. And that's that's true. Like your whole life as a black person, you're trained to operate just a little differently around white people. And so Bert was trying to understand that. And I could understand why it was, why he may not get it. Cause I told him, I'm like, you come off as the kind of guy that whether you talking to your friends that you've known for your whole life, or you just talking to strangers, you want me the same dude. And he was like, yeah, I was like, that's unique. Not everybody can really do that. Most people are going to be different when they're around their lifelong friends than they are around their coworkers per se. Most people are not going to be the same exact person in both settings. It's going to be a bit of an adjustment there. And it's natural. I don't even think most people do it on purpose. It's just a natural thing that you don't truly realize you do until it's pointed out. And he said in response, you got to be superficial with everybody. (laughs) It don't matter if it's your best friends or whoever. And I thought it was funny. I think he was joking. I don't know. (laughs) But either way, I thought it was hilarious. And I also thought there's some truth to that. Because you may really think some of these people are your friends. How many times have you pillow talked with somebody and a lot of those things left that pillow? Made it really far in life when they were supposed to stay right there. How many times have you been in situations where you were talking to someone you thought was a friend and all that information got into a whole lot of people that shouldn't have? I know a dude right now, he's a really big artist, and he's working on an album. I was having a talk with him, and he was like, yo, I'm going through this situation that's bugging me. And I was like, what happened? And he was like, yo, like two of my songs leaked and got out into the public, and now I got to scrap those songs. I can't put it on the album. I was like, damn, that's... That's whack. That sucks. At the end of the day, though, like, you such a major artist that why does it really matter? Just make two more bangers. You get busy like that. No big deal. That's what I'm thinking, right? And he's like, nah, but the problem is there's only two people I sent this music to who have access to the music. The engineer, who's one of his best friends, and his wife, who he sent the music to. So he's like, it could only have been one of them who, who did me like this and got ahead of it and tried to get some bread to allow people to hear my music early. And I don't know whether I should approach my best friend from day one or my wife. And most people are going to be like, that's the easy one. It was your best friend. But he's like, y'all been making music with this dude my whole life. He never did this. I never believed he would do this. But at the same time, my wife? And I was like, damn, that's a rough situation to be in. And I don't know ultimately what he's going to do because I haven't heard from him since. But in my mind, I'm like, you see what I mean? Some of your friends, not your friends. Some of the people in your life don't have your back the way you think they do. That's just a part of life. If you're younger, you should prepare yourself for that. I'm not saying to go around and just expect your friends to hurt you. But when it happens, I think you'd be better off if you just understood that it was a part of life. We were talking today on Jade and Mo about how so many people have either slept with or attempted to sleep with their friend's significant other or did sleep with their friend's significant other, or even your friend's ex. And the way I operate, I can't understand that. I could never understand that. All of my male friends that are close to me, that are like that with me, 
I could never picture myself attempting to sleep with their girl or a woman they even dated once. There's no way. There's just no way. But mad people do it. And you start to realize that there are people that do this because they get a kick out of it. And it's wild, but it's real. It's people. It's human. And for some reason, it made me go back and think about this really fucked up thing that happened to me in college in Virginia. I was brand new to the school. Didn't know anybody. Young. I'm fresh out of New York to myself. Thought I was tough. You know, typical. <laughs> and I met these two guys the first week that I was there. They were my only two friends at that point. So we playing ball, you know, doing our thing. These are my guys. I didn't know that one of them was a knucklehead. He's arrogant. He's really into himself. And he got into a lot of trouble because of that. This is one of the biggest life lessons I ever learned. And I don't even think I realized how big of a life lesson it was at the time. But two weeks into being at this school, I got into this big fight. Here I am, newest guy on the basketball team, trying to get my way into the starting lineup from New York. This dude gets to fight. And at the time, I didn't really know what was going on. I just happened to be with these two gentlemen at the party. There was this other dude who was like, yo, this clown slept with my girl, some, some, some. I don't know what's going on. I just met these guys. But they all kind of knew each other from their neighborhoods or whatever the case. So a fight happens. Now, naturally, these are my only two friends at this time. And they invite me to this party. And they start fighting. And this dude is getting worked. There's a few of these other dudes. And this basketball team had way more chemistry in this fight than we did. We just met. They was like the Spurs. They throwing alley-oops to each other. They beating fire out the dudes I was with. It's Clay and Steph over there. They whooping ass. And this was before Jason Derulo taught me to one, too. So I ain't really, you know what I mean? So I jumped in. At that time, that's all I know. That's my mindset. Like, I came with them. I can't allow this to go down. So I jump in, get in the rumble, mix it up. We got our way out the party. And at that time, from my mindset, like, these are my guys now. Like, if I ever need anything, y'all got me. You need anything, I got you. Now you know it's real. We done got into something. I later found out that he did indeed sleep with the other dude's girlfriend. And that's why the other dude wanted to kill him. Now, had I known then what I know now, <laughs> which takes us back to number one, I would have realized that he wasn't the kind of guy I should have been affiliating myself with in the first place because of his actions. But I looked at it as, that's my dude. He did that to him. That got nothing to do with me. That's my friend. Fast forward a couple months, I start talking to this girl, and I think we had been talking for maybe a month. This time, it's fairly new, and I... Went downstairs one day because I needed a book that she had for this class I was going to. If you was anything like me in college, or if you're in college now, you anything like me, you find out who got them textbooks so you don't got to pay for them. You know what I'm saying? I'm just keep it real. Yo, you in science what? Oh, 212? Yo, me too. Yo, you bought the book already? Oh, say less. Yo, you, when you got class? All right. No, you don't need it then, right? What? I was the king of that. I didn't even need the book until the test. It ain't matter. <laughs> I'm going to come get it right before the test. Save me 175 That's how I was getting down. So I came down to get her book. You know what I'm saying? That's the kind of man I was in college. These other dudes was going downstairs to get something else, but they came to your room. I was coming to get the book to educate myself so that I could help us. That's what I was on. Went down there one day, knocked on the door. Beer. I heard a little rumbling around in the room. I didn't know what was going on. You hear light voices in the background. 
Yer, yer. I know you in there. I just text you. Yer. I'm coming. So, you know, that's where she was wrong. Because if it's me, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to pretend like I'm not there. So now I know you in there. All right. What's taking you so long? Oh, getting dressed. Huh? Well, I'm going to see I ain't already saw. <laughs> it's not adding up to me. It's not my mind work. All right. I wait a little longer. She comes to the door, put the book out. Yo, what you doing? Oh, no, here's the book. So I said, all right. Don't you got to be to class? Yeah, actually, I'm leaving in five minutes. I said, cool. Say less. Took the book. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. I walked to the end of the hall. I closed the door. And they had the little windows in the door where you could, you know what I mean? You could look. And I stayed the five minutes because I knew she had to really leave. Because she wanted to type the missed class. I waited. She ain't know I waited. I ain't make a big deal of it. I ain't try to kick the door down. None of that. Just waited. Looked through the window. Sure enough, that door opened. That's a walk out. Her and my guy. I said, son of a bitch. <laughs> really? It's mad girls at the university. It's mad guys at the university. This how y'all going to do me? So it was like, I wasn't hurt, hurt. <laughs> it's funny how we always add a word twice to make it seem like it's more meaning, right? But it makes sense to me. I wasn't hurt, hurt, because she wasn't my girl, girl. <laughs> but it was just the principle of it. Like the betrayal. Like why? If you if it was that serious, you could have just told me. Y'all want your girl. All right. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, we were young. I wasn't on it like that. But I learned a valuable lesson. I thought that was my man. I was fighting with him. And it was even a time when he had got into it with another dude over a girl. That dude showed up to the campus with all his homeboys and was out in the front. And I'm in a, in a dorm with him. It's like five of us. And I'm the only dude not scared to go down with him. I'm like, yo, you're going to have to face this dude at some point in life. You might as well do it tonight. I wouldn't do that today because they out here shooting. They be wild. It's a new generation. But back then, you used to actually fight. I was cool with that. So I'm like, let's just go handle it. I was that kind of friend. To a guy that was that way. And I didn't even mean to tell that much of that story, but it was a valuable lesson. That was when I learned that everybody who claims to be your friend is not your friend, and you just have to be prepared for it because it could happen. Everybody is human, and some of these people are only with you because it's convenient. You're going to learn that lesson, and when you do, don't let it be a shock. Just let it be a wake-up call. And if you see something in somebody's character that makes you wonder, hmm, they did that to them, will they do it to me? Chances are. Number three, deal with fake people as they are. DMX said before he passed away, famous rapper, if you don't know, it's not about me not trusting people as much as it's about me trusting people to be who they are. I don't trust some, I don't not trust somebody because they're a snake. I trust them to be just that, a snake. So I can even be around you. I just got to know that that's how you move. So I got to operate at a certain distance in case you strike. At first I was like, why would you even want to be around somebody like that and deal with them? Like, nah. But the truth is, it's a very high percentage of people that have a very high percentage of fakeness to them, whether we all want to admit it or not. You hear it more than anything else growing up. Yo, I keep it 100. I keep it real. I'm all the way live. Yo, fam. <laughs> no, you're not. There's very, 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 very few people out here keeping it 100. Most of these people keeping it 36. All right? It is what it is. You keep it 36. If they was really keeping it 100, they would tell you what number they really keeping it. That's how I know they lying. Nothing is 100 in life. Nobody's perfect. Nothing is perfect. How are you keeping it 100? There's no way. The moment somebody say to me, yo, I'm, yo, I'm keeping it 64. Hey, oh my God, this is my dude. Now I know how often I can count on you. If we in 10 situations, I know in six of them, you're going to be my guy. But you're not going to be 10 for 10. Steph Curry don't go 10 for 10. It's just not real. 
Grandmother told me once when I was young, nine out of ten people are going to be fake, Reese. They're going to be full of shit. I said, damn, Grandma, 90%? I had just really learned math like that at that time. I was hyped. 90%? That was quick, huh, Grandma? You know, I knew that. <laughs> and she's right. It is what it is. People may keep it real with you some of the time, but hardly anyone keeps it real with you all of the time. And there was a time in my life when I felt like when somebody gave me that energy, I had to give it back. Or at least I had to go out of my way to let them know, you know I know you phony. I know you not that. In whatever way that you got to do it, show them. Right? Because you can't let somebody play in your face like we cool and then go and do something crazy. You know, somebody, you can't let that happen. I got to let you know. I, I know about you. No, you don't. You don't got to go out your way to get people back. You don't got to go out your way to let people you know how they moving. You just watch them and keep your distance because now you know. The ball in your court. They showed they cards. Yours in your hand. How you going to play them? I'm cool. Move how you move. Trust the snake to be a snake. Trust the fake to be a fake. You can keep the same energy. When I hear keep the same energy, I think to myself, that don't always have to mean keep the same energy that someone else is giving you. No, keep the same energy that you provide. Regardless. I grew up in New York City. New York City is full of people who allow other people to take their energy every day. It's just facts. You know how many times in New York somebody wake up, get on a train, and say to themselves, I'm about to have a blessed day, and somody on the train do some dumb shit? Now you got to fight? <laughs> Yo, people be on the train fighting over anything. Hey, put your headphones on, man. Now your whole day messed up because you let somebody take your energy. Sometimes you got to ignore it. Now I know how you move. Say less. It's better to operate that way. Deal with fake people as they are. You will never change them, so don't even try to. Going on my way to show you I know you fake. You know you fake. That's enough. Number four, roll with the punches. Rest in peace to the late, great Betty White. I believe she had a quote that was really similar. Roll with the punches and just have fun. Something to that effect. Roll with the punches and just enjoy it. And that's real. That kind of goes back a little bit to what I just said about dealing with fake people as they are. Sometimes you just have to roll with the punches. It's a lot of times in your life when people or work or the universe, spouse, kids, whatever, are going to put you in positions to where you feel like they trying you. <laughs> I don't really know how else to say it. Sometimes you just feel like people are trying you. Are you kidding me? Like, do you really think I don't know what you're doing right now? I don't see this. I don't feel this. I don't hear this. Now I got to show you. Oh, you know, that's a lot of those times when keeping it real, keeping it 100, goes wrong or zero. Sometimes you have to roll with the punches. You got to lose the battle to win the war. It's a mature mindset that a lot of people don't understand or have. I get it. But there are times in life when you're not going to be able to beat the machine, beat the system, beat the individual, whatever the case. Like, you really do have to learn. Just roll with the punches. Unless they Jason Derulo punches. Then, you know, I don't know if you can roll with those. Fam got a, got a one-two on them. They're not his punches. They're not Tyson's punches. Roll. I'm rolling with the punches out here every day. Know why? I'm getting older. And getting older for my generation is a lot harder than getting older for like my mom's generation. I tell you why. When things started to change a little bit, what did our parents really have to pick up on that was tough and new? Facebook. This is it. Maybe Netflix when Blockbuster went down. All right, what do I have to do now? Right? Maybe CDs when the CDs went down. All right, what is this flash drive thing? What is this Apple Music thing? Shout out to my father. I told him I had an album coming out. He was like, oh, where do I get the CD? I was like, Dad, sit down. We got to talk, man. <laughs> you 
What'd I do? A CD? Ain't gonna be no damn CD. Anyway, these are the types of things they had to learn. And I get it for them. It was tough. It was an adjustment. You know the type of shit my generation now has to learn? The fuck is an NFT, man? That's what I'm feeling. Somebody wanna learn that shit? Y'all changing money? How you gonna change money? <laughs> now I'm gonna be old, dumb, and broke. That's crazy. My man called me the other day. He's like, yo, get off social media. I'm like, what? Trust me, you got to get ahead of it. Or you, you got to be the new Oculus guy. I'm like, what the hell is that? Trust me, it's this thing with Oculus now where it's like a virtual show. You put it on for people. You know what I'm saying? And then you can get the NFTs and then the... Yo, 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 yo. Fam, I'm just now getting used to using the chip on my credit card. You got to relax. I was mad as hell when the swipe ain't work no more. I don't like change like that. Chip was out for two days. Woman was looking at me crazy, judging me. Sir, it's a chip. Man, I've been 48 hours. Take the bass out your voice. <laughs> What's wrong with you? We got to adjust to different levels of things out here. Parents ain't have to learn to adjust to there being new money. You kidding me? We got to adjust to Kim Kardashian being a lawyer. Steve Harvey being a fucking judge. Like, yo. <laughs> Y'all have to adjust to what we had to adjust to. And y'all did that, by the way. Y'all are the reason Steve Harvey is now a judge. Y'all did that. Y'all let Steve Harvey get the motivational speeches off on Family Feud. Made him feel so incredible. Like, he could do anything now. Yo, guys, sometimes you're going to get to the cliff, right? And, uh, well, you're going to have to jump. And you're going to be scared. But if you jump... Hopefully you ain't going to die because it's going to be a parachute. And now you're flying. And now you made it. And now you ain't afraid to jump because you're living now. Look at you. Y'all's clapping. Oh, Steve. Oh, Steve. Shut the fuck. Duh. I'm at the end of the cliff. Ain't nothing else to do. You know how I many movies told me that? Yeah, of course I got to jump and hope a parachute come out. No shit. Y'all to hype this man into being a judge. All right. Now nah, I'm on positive energy this year. I'm done. <laughs> but roll with the punches. That's the point. Number five. Anything is possible. And I don't mean in the way that Kevin Garnett said it after the Celtics won the finals that year and that meme. Anything is possible! That was the worst we just won the championship soundbite I've ever heard in my life. Fam, have you never seen Gladiator? You had no other ideas of what to say in a moment like that? At least get a, something with the value of are you not entertained off? Like, what are you talking about? Anything is possible! Shut up, Kevin. <laughs> It felt cheesy. You might as well just say, yeah, we go to Disney World for that one. But anyway, the point is, it's true. Anything is possible, you genuinely have to believe it. And that's an old, simple one. But I do remember vividly when I worked for that company, of which I won't say the name, how I met a roadblock creatively with every single thing I tried to do. And I was reminded of this the other day. When I was going through some old text messages and deleting some of my text, not because I'm cheating on anyone, like some of you, but because there's a lot of space in my phone, I guess, that I'm taking up. So I'm trying to delete some of these texts that I know I have a lot of videos. Anyway, that's not the point. I just wanted to protect my image because y'all be ready to cancel somebody. And I saw these text messages from this dude that I was working with that was like, yo, what happened to the podcast? Why did y'all shut the podcast down? Did y'all get into a fight? What happened? Because shout out to Vanessa and my man Mike. That's who I was doing the podcast with. It was called Keep the Change. And I completely forgot that this happened. But at that time... 
podcasts were not even close to what they are today. And I had this idea for us to start this podcast, the three of us. And I didn't want to do a solo podcast back then. I felt like it would be, you know, be better to be engaging in conversation, which I still believe it is. But at times, you know, you got to get your, your solo on. But we started Keep the Change. And it was great. It was absolutely amazing. It was raw. It was authentic. We had no idea how a podcast was supposed to sound, what it was supposed to feel like. But I was there. My man Mike was there. White dude. Vanessa was there. Latin woman. So we were representing different coaches, different genders. Like, we, we had it. It was lit. And I had the formula back when I didn't even really know what the formula was. And we got a lot of attention from different celebrities on Twitter, different entertainers around the world. And the reason we were able to do this was because we were using one of the company's studios. And it was out of work hours. We didn't think it was a problem. Studios are there. We worked there. We were not on-air personalities. But we did ask if we could use the studios. And they said to us, so long as you have a producer that works for the company that's willing to be there with you guys and record you, why not? Go for it. We were like, bet, let's give this a shot. And I promise you, no one cared until it started popping. We started really getting some listens, and I didn't know the game then like I do now. They go number one again. But I didn't see what was really going on, that the company was going to feel the way that we were starting to get these listens and these views while performing and creating this product in their studios with them not getting a dime for it. They felt the way. I'm looking at it like, yo, we work here. Blood, sweat, and tears. I'm in the mailroom. Ten hours. By myself, all day, 500 boxes, one man. I'm Kevin Hart in there. Why can't I come in here for an hour and talk to my friends and see what happens? Now, in my mind, I'm like, if the show works, sign it. <laughs> Y'all got mad other shows that don't. We'll do it for $3, a dollar a piece. Just wanted the opportunity. They wouldn't do it. They told us, nah, shut it down. You can't use the studio anymore. And it was one guy. It was one guy. It's always one Guy, none of the other guys had a problem with it. They had a little meeting. They was like, oh, that's Mo. Mo's mad cool, man. He's funny, too, man. Let Mo do his thing, man. We love Mo. Mo, come up here, bring us all this stuff. Let Mo do his thing. Now, he's, no, I will not. Shout out to homie. He shut it down. Oh, I want to say his name so bad, but I don't, I don't want to be petty. So I was hurt. Damn. Such a great idea. Had a podcast. Finally, I was going to get it rocking. So then I started doing these videos, these comedic videos with a guy named Jamie. Shout out to Jamie. And another guy named Spruce. Shout out to Spruce. And they believed in me, saw something in me. So Jamie was like, yo, I got my own studio in the building. You can come work with me. Don't worry about it. So I did. Started doing these videos called Morning Juice. And I would get there before my shift, super early in the morning. And he would put a camera in front of me, and he would be like, just tell me what you think is funny. Just go off about something. Tell me why you're mad. And that's kind of where that came from. And I would just tell him why I was mad, what was on my mind that day. And the whole room would be dying, and they was like, yo, this is different. This dude is talented. He's got a gift. And so we started making these videos. And again, they started to be a little lit, started to pop a little bit. Next thing I know, get another knock on the door. Hey, Mo, they want to see you in the office. What? Yo, he saw your videos doing really well online. Where are you doing these videos at? Told him doing them in Jamie's studio. Who said you could do that? I told him Jamie said I could do it. It's his studio. They said, yeah, but you he's renting it from the other guy. I said, I know. I was just in his office, too. He said it was money, too. What's the problem? They said, he told you that. So that's exactly what he told me. I was in his office. Look at the cameras. Said it was fine. 
And I was like, well, he told us something different. Wow. This man told me in my face it was love. They shut it down. Then when I finally started to get on stage, built up the courage and things started to work a little bit, they fired me. <laughs> I'm like, y'all don't want me to be great at all. My God. And I completely forgot about the podcast part of that. I'll never forget the video part because I was genuinely mad about that one. But my point is, full circle. They ain't stopped nothing. They may have delayed it a little bit. They didn't stop it. Here I am. Homeboy who shut me down, my podcast, he had the nerve to be one of the people to congratulate me when I got to the bird show. Really? <laughs> Thanks, man. Everybody not your friends. But it's all good because it doesn't stop anything. The show goes on. So I know some of y'all are in a rut. Maybe you're going through something right now. You don't feel motivated. You don't feel inspired. You don't feel like you know what your purpose is. You don't feel like it's going to happen for you because doors keep closing. So what? If you want it, you're going to get it one way or another. Unfortunately, that journey, that road to the top is not a straight path. It's a maze. Damn, I thought this way was going to work. All right, we got to go back around. Let's go the other way. Damn, not this way either. It may, it may be not that way 10 times, but that 11th is on. Well, how many people really get to 11? Kevin Garnett got to 11. Anything impossible. <laughs> get to 11. Same thing kind of happened with me musically. I tell that story on a bird show a lot about how when I was younger and I had that moment in the studio with Irv Gotti, one of the biggest music producers and ears of all time, told me my music wasn't there. And I was crushed. I was devastated. I thought I'd never do music again because music started to go in this direction that I wasn't familiar with and wasn't comfortable with. I was a rapper rapper. They started not even rapping anymore. As long as you had a beat, little melody, you was money. I was like, this is not rap. This is whack. So I stopped. And I thought I'd never get that passion back. I really didn't. Found comedy, found radio, did a whole bunch of other things. And now fast forward, 15, 20 years later, I done made a whole album. Shout out to that. It's fire, too. I can't wait for y'all to hear it, but that's coming from me. Y'all don't believe me. I know. So you got to wait. But I stuck it out. And just when I thought I gave up on my first love, which is music, she came back. And it was all good. Because, again, anything is possible. Number six is be happy. Simple, I know, but effective. Life is short, man. You hear it every day. Some people say it every day. But if you really think about it, you'd be surprised at the percentage of people who know that but don't live that way. They just don't operate and move as if life is short. You may think you do. Most of you do not. Until it slaps you in the face. When a family member passes. When a close friend passes. When a coworker passes. Whatever the case. Oh my God, life is short. You don't need somebody to pass to know that. That's an everyday thing. Life is not only short half the year. So you should be moving as if life is short every day. It's not always the case. Truth is, I know a lot of people in my life right now. That if they were going to keep it 100 with you and not 46, they would have to be honest and tell you that they're miserable. Whether it's at work, in their relationship, or just in their life. And all for different reasons, but a pretty decently high percentage of the people in my life who I listen to and attempt to be there for on a regular basis are not genuinely happy. They may not really want to be at that job. They may not really want to be in that relationship, but they stay. And I got the kind of mindset that I just don't understand that. And I know people will say, but you know, you don't have kids. You know, but you have this. You know, but you have that. And I'm like, oh, but the difference is with me, none of that would matter. 
I just have to find a way. And maybe some of that is due to the journey I've had in my life where, again, it's been like a maze. I've just always had to find a way. There's no straight path. So if I'm in a relationship and I still want to be there for my kids, but I'm not happy in this relationship, I'm going to find a way to not have to be in that relationship and still be there for my kids. There's, it's possible. Anything is possible. I got a homeboy who is miserable in his relationship right now, but he won't leave. He just won't do it. I got a homegirl, same thing. She just won't leave. Not comfortable. Don't have the strength. Don't have the confidence in themselves. The self-esteem, the belief. I don't know, man. I'm going to go through this. I'm going to go through that. I'm going to go through that. I'm going to go through this if I try to leave. Why do you even want to be there? Now, sometimes with women, I get it. You can't leave because of the abusive factor. That's completely different. You got to do what you got to do in situations like that. But I'm talking about, I know people that can leave. It's just them holding them back. They'll claim it's all these other things. They'll make excuses for it. But it's just them. But they'll stay. Y'all can't leave this job. I'm going to never get another one. Y'all can't leave this girl. I'm going to never feel like this again. Fam, it's possible. Life is short. You get one of these and you're going to spend it miserable in something because you don't believe that you can do better in something else or at somewhere else. I would hate it if I looked back on my life. And I hadn't accomplished any of the things I wanted to because I was afraid to leave anything that I felt like I was attached to. Because as you grow and evolve, you realize that technically you are not attached to a damn thing. You come into this world alone and you leave this world alone. That's just the truth, which means you can do anything alone. But it's only if you believe it. Some of y'all are going to spend this entire year and a lot more years being unhappy in something because of fear, lack of faith, or simply the unknowing of what will happen if you do take that leap. Truth of the matter is you don't know anything. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow for real. You think you do. You can plan. You don't know. You don't know what's going to happen in an hour. You never know. It's all people like, yo, I'm afraid I don't know what's going to happen. When do you ever know what's going to happen? It's the beautiful struggle about life. You don't know shit. (laughs) You're getting up hoping for the best every single day. You don't know. Just do the best you can do. Athletes go up to the plate. They don't know if they're going to get a hit. Quarterback throw to his star receiver. He don't know if he's going to catch it. But if you don't throw the shit, what's the point in being on the field? It don't make sense. Don't be the person sitting in the stand just watching the games when you can take your ass down there and get busy. Be a part of it. That's life out there. Go live a little. Be happy. I lost way too many family members in the last couple years of my life to walk around here miserable about anything. About anything. If I don't like it where I'm at in any situation or predicament, I promise you, I will find a way to remove myself and I will find a way to be better after I do it. You just have to believe. Who's next? Number seven, let the armor go. Speaking of fear, a lot of people are afraid to be themselves. Why? Hear it all the time. Her Romeo said on this platform a few times. Because you think people are not going to like you, they're going to judge you. I completely understand that. I lived a life like that for a long time, trying to impress people, trying to be my best self for everybody, trying to get everybody to like me. That shit is exhausting and impossible. So it's a waste of time. Everyone's not going to like you. It's just not going to happen, no matter what you do. I don't care how great you are. I don't care how kind you are. Betty White might be the only individual I have ever known to where I've literally not heard one person say anything bad about her. Like, you will probably get punched in your face by the closest person to you if you said something bad about Betty White. And that's incredible. But that'll never happen again. (laughs) That's just not the thing. You're not Betty White. Neither am I. And unfortunately, for most of us, that's just the way life is going to be. 
Everybody's not going to like you. They're not supposed to. So what? What's for everybody? Nothing. It's people that don't like God. It's people that don't like football. I think that's crazy. <laughs> but hey, to each their own. It's no different with you. Some people are going to like you. Some people are going to not. You deal with the fake people as you are. You understand that your friends ain't always your friends. You forgive yourself for not always knowing. You remember that anything is possible. And you be happy. That's all the numbers coming together. I'm killing this shit. Can I get an amen? Amen. 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 Let the armor go. You don't always need to protect yourselves. A lot of you are in a whole different season of your life, and you're still walking around as if you're still in that last season. It's summer now. You can take off the coat. It's fine. Wear your T-shirt. Let your arms out. It's lit out here. Let the armor go. I saw Jim Carrey do a speech once, and he said something similar to that. In order to really, truly find your peace, you got to let your armor go. There's no other way to it but to do it. Be who you are. Be comfortable in your skin. Let everybody see your shine. Let them see you at your best. Let them see you at your worst. Just make sure they see you and enjoy the moments that they do. Who's next? Number eight. It kind of goes back into number seven. It's flowing. It's a story right here. Again, everybody's not going to like you. That's number eight. And I kind of forgot that when I was deep into number seven. (laughs) Or wouldn't wouldn't have highlighted it so much just to give you something I've already said. But fuck it. Just made a mistake, and I'm not going to harp on it. All right? That's number eight. Everybody is not going to like you. So what? Who's next? Number nine. One step at a time. I struggle with that a lot, especially last year. I kept seeing the end game, the end game, the end game. How the hell am I going to accomplish that? How am I going to make that happen? How am I going to make enough money to do this? How am I going to get my friends and family out of that? How am I going to help this person? How am I going to heal the world? How am I going to fight for world peace? How am I going to be funny every week? How am I going to have this much content every day? How, oh, yo, It doesn't stop. I wasn't sleeping. And you know what happened in that year? I figured that shit out. I didn't know how I was going to do it. How in the hell am I going to produce on The Bird Show, on Jade and Mo, on In The Moment, in my music world, as a game show host? How? How am I going to pull that off and then still have anything to offer to anything or anyone else? I didn't see it. I was like, I'm going to try it, but I didn't see it, and I did it. I figured it out one day at a time. So a guy say the other day, sometime everything looks cloudy and it looks foggy, and it just feels so hard and so difficult and so much pressure on you because you're trying to figure out how you're going to figure out to get through the fog. When in all reality, even though you can't see what's at the end of that fog, you can see your next step. So he said, can you see your next step? He said, yeah. He said, so take it. That's what you worry about. That's what you focus on, your next step. And then after that, it's the next step and then the next one. And eventually, you're up the stairs. The top of the stairs look crazy at first, but you take it one step at a time, and eventually you get to do the little rocket dance. One step at a time. Italian Stallion won him his first fight, one fight at a time. So stop looking at the end of the goal or all of the goals all the time. It's exhausting, and your mind will tell you things that are not true. Tunnel vision. If your goal is to win the championship, just focus on winning one game at a time. Who's next? Number 10, finally. 
The last one. The last thing I learned last year that I believe will help me this year is here's the truth for a lot of you. Nobody is coming. It's a lot of people in life that are waiting for some kind of help, waiting for the Calvary. Oh, I was once that person. I got friends, I got family members, man. You listen to them talk and it's like, yo, all I need is this. All I need is this person to do this. All I need is that person to do this. And I'm on. No one is coming. If somebody comes, that's a blessing. Kudos to you. You are blessed. Most of the time, you have to face the reality that when you at rock bottom and you down or you really trying to knock on the door and figure it out, no one is coming. It's up to you. Like I said, you came in this world alone. You go out this world alone. Sometimes you got to fight in this world alone. And it hurts to hear that. The truth is most of the people in your life are not going to support you until you pop it. They ain't going to support you until you already made it. That's when everybody come out the woodworks to support you. I mean, cousins I had once I got on a bird show, I was like, damn, family big as hell. <laughs> when nobody calling me to be my cousin when I was in the trenches, that's just how it goes. You have a lot of people who wouldn't show up to your shows when it was free and it was 30 people there. But you got mad people want to show up to your show when it costs something. And there's hundreds of people there. That's just the way it goes. I used to let that frustrate me. I used to feel away. Damn, my friends won't listen to my music, but they'll go out and listen to J. Cole music. Damn, my friends won't come to my shows, but they'll line up for hours to see Dave Chappelle. Am I just not good? I don't mean that. A lot of times you get caught up in that mentality and think that you're not what these quote-unquote celebrities are because your people close to you may not look at you like them or support you like them. That's their mindsets. You can't let that affect you. They hype because the world told them to love that person that the rest of the world knows. But when the rest of the world knows you too, that's when their love for you going to change. Because, again, your friends ain't always your friends. But at the end of the day, more times than not, you have to realize that there's going to come a point in your life when if you really want something and if you really want something to change in your life, you got to look in the mirror and figure out how you and you going to make that happen. How you and you going to go about getting this. Because as much as you may not want to hear it, more times than not, nobody's coming. That's all of the 10 things I feel like I learned in 2021. That's going to make a better 2022. So hopefully something has helped you and you can use some of that to apply it to your life and your situation. I'll give you the rundown again. Remember, forgive yourself for not knowing then what you know now. Because you're going to find out one day that some of your friends ain't your friends. So you got to deal with fake people as they are. Then you got to roll with the punches. Because anything is possible. And what's important is for you to be happy. So let the armor go. Because not everybody is going to like you. And so what? You take this thing one step at a time. And remember that nobody is coming. And if you apply those 10 things in life, I think you're going to have a hell of a year. So shout out to you. As always, I appreciate y'all for being here and joining this moment with me. Again, Saturday, January 15th, MLK weekend. I'm at City Winery in Atlanta. It's lit. Pull up. It's going to be a hell of a time like it always is. If you've been to a show, I appreciate you. I hope to see you at this one. If you haven't, this is your opportunity. And once again, I appreciate and thank all of my listeners for being here. Y'all have been great. Happy New Year. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, all that good stuff. Because I didn't get to talk to y'all before I was on vacation. But we back. We back on this ground. We back in the groove. Let's get to it. 2022 is 
I ain't going to say it's our year because I'm still terrified from when I said that about 2020. But, yo, it's going to be a hell of a year for me and for everybody listening. Receive it and believe it. Y'all be good. Till next time. Next week, bitches. Flash Just let her get her shop off And the only thing that look as sexy with her top off She'll make me dish this rock off Marry her in more time, that's no time my clock's off my baby known to kill her Know that they can't touch her I guess that's why she don't feel her Boy, it's magic How I kill her is tragic Make her hit the ceiling I guess that's why she's an addict Soon as she off her ship She know that I'm automatic I give her that red light special Because she be stopping traffic <laughs> Get loose so she sleep tight I give her that more love No glove, we street fight My baby known to ride Look who she besides She make me feel alive So the player hit me die That's my Bonnie, I'm her Clyde My mommy, I'm her pride They front, so I keep her by my side She rides